Hello, bathers, and welcome to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. I'm Chris Delamere. I'm Sam Bradley. And each episode of this podcast, we bring in dispatches on a theme. I don't know what Sam's brought, and he doesn't know what I've brought. And we share them with each other. It's a podcast about ideas. These ideas can be anything. A song, an interview, a borderline unlistenable sound art piece. All manner of shit is welcome in the bathroom. And this time, our theme is... Jazz. Jazz. Jazz club. Jazz. Nice. Nice. Uh, that's that's what we all know. The fast show. <laughs> the fast sh- always got to start with a 90s reference, Chris. I mean, yeah, yeah, like... Absolutely groundbreaking uh, 20th century art movement. The fast show or? Uh, no, jazz. And then our only reference is um, John Thompson. John Thompson turning to camera and going, nice. <laughs> That's all we have. Shall we pull back the shower curtain briefly and explain what one of our most... Cre- Actually, is this even one of our most creative recording setups, Chris? I'll tell you what, we've not had a creative setup like this since maybe 15. Uh, 2015, I think, maybe. Yeah. At the pizza for Pizza Weekend... In Mario's actual bathroom. One. Today we were recording in another stranger's bathroom. <laughs> the, the Youth Hostel Association's bathroom. In Bristol. In Bristol. Uh, yeah, we're in a youth hostel. In, in one of the tiniest hotel hostel rooms I've ever been in. It's um, prison cell-esque. Certainly is, Sam. There is no chairs, no tables. So you can't hang yourself. <laughs> I think that's how they designed it. Yeah, sure. It was both sat on the floor, legs under Chris's bed, <laughs> with the uh, recording set up on the bed. Seems to be working all right. But if you hear any of that... Um, Sleepy Tombra. And also there might be lads on stag do's coming in and out. Oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a boozy situation all around us. It's like if this room's like being in a prison cell, this entire youth hostel experience is like being in a prison riot. <laughs> I would say. Or just uh going back to a halls of residence during Freshers yeah, Week. It's a lot like that actually. It's <laughs> awful. We came back into the room having having checked in. And the noise from the lads, lads, lads that were drinking before had disappeared. The smell, however, <laughs> had lingered. The stale links and uh, Fuck, lager. I mean, just the smell of all of the aftershave that they'd sprayed <laughs> alone could have made up two other men. The question is, will they come back during our recording? <clears throat> we can wait and see. We can only wait and see. So, But maybe they've gone out for a night on the town to the jazz clubs of Brilliant. Bristol. I was going to come back with a segue uh, to say, which is all of which is to say we're doing it on the fly this time. Oh, right, okay. We're improvising. Yeah. But both segues work well, Sam. Great. In fact, Just you could be my in. second trombonist to my lead sax. Or maybe you take a solo. Or j- <laughs> That's what jazz is all about. It's like adding something and listening. So we're both going to do both those segues at the same time. Okay. That's Dixieland. So how do you feel about jazz, Chris? What? You... Actually, no, I'll start. Go on. <laughs> let, me t- let me tell you about jazz. So I'm about to turn 30. And a few years ago, we met a man who was... We were actually working at Gla- Glastonbury Music Festival as stewards. And there was a country music artist on the stage where we were stewarding. And I was like, this is a bit shit. And the guy who was... Uh, in charge of us, came over and he was like, oh, this is really good. I was like, I, I don't get it. 
He was like, wait till you turn 30, then you'll get country music. And I'm about to turn 30, and I don't know if I'm going to get country music in a couple of weeks' time. But I feel like instead of country music, I've gotten into jazz. Like, his country music is, is my jazz. And, like, just recently I've got, like, I've started really listening to a lot of jazz. But what I will say mm. is there's so much jazz. Oh, my God. Even if I listen to a lot of jazz and pay any attention to it, I'm not even, I still don't know anything about it. And I feel like I would spend an entire lifetime listening to jazz and still not know anything about it at all. The thing about it is uh, trying to discern good jazz from bad jazz because the sheer wealth of it out there and what is revered and what is like okay. What I, fa- what I found that I do like is I especially like the funky jazz or the Spotify playlist that claims to be funky jazz. Like a fusion? No, like, like a... Like weather report. Oh, I do I do like... We- it's a bit manic though, weather report. You can't like chill out to weather report. It gets, it gets a bit but stressful. you shouldn't really... You shouldn't really... Jazz is probably like the most... Um, incorrectly used music form. How do you mean? So, it's meant to be about freedom of expression and this, like, crazy big thing. It's about life itself. And then, like, people are like, hey, let's wind down. Yeah, coffee table jazz. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, I guess that's a later period of jazz. And I'm sure, you know, there is a thriving jazz scene where people are keeping that flame alive. Well, isn't this the whole thing? There's so many... It's like metal. There's so many sh- sub-genres of jazz. Yeah, I might yeah, have yeah. a dispatch that gets into this later, Chris. Oh, really? That might be a little hint for later. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool. Nice. Uh, <laughs> getting back to your point about finally understanding country music after you're 30. Yeah. Jazz is one of those... Where you're like, I know it's probably good, but I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And it's something I have tried with. That's a phrase you always hear with jazz. I keep trying. <laughs> keep trying. I, f- I feel like I've just, it's been like the past year. Producer Paul really likes Miles Davis. So every now and then Paul would just put on like kind of blue or something. And I'd be like, this is cool. And yeah, we're drinking gin and tonics at Paul's. And that's like a cool situation listening to Miles Davis. But I didn't like get it. But in the past year or so, I've been playing more and more just jazz like in my everyday life. And I'm like, I'm getting more into it. You know what? I think a lot of it is like, you got to be stoned. (laughs) Well, yeah, genuinely like I think uh, like John Coltrane, where he's like running through all of these passing notes and making all of these changes and he's actually he's doing like loads of chord progressions in a way that if you were experiencing time in a non-linear fashion you'd get you'd suddenly like you'd unravel this oh, jigsaw right. Maybe. that is a really mixed metaphor but you'd unravel this jigsaw <laughs> <laughs> this cotton wool jigsaw that's that's how confused jazz makes me <laughs> makes me want to unravel jigsaws and put together mattresses but maybe this is the other thing like I'm not appreciating it on the uh, on the musical level. I'm just like, do I like it or don't I like it? Is this like sing-along or dancing music? Because, well, like, it's bossa nova jazz. Like, Jao Gilberto or whatever. Uh, oh, Gilberto gets. You know that's like my... Gil- Jao Gilberto. Is Jao Gilberto a different person to Gilberto gets? 
Okay, so João Gilberto was a Brazilian Bossanova yeah. person. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Stan Getz is an American saxophonist. Oh, uh, okay. Gilberto duo. forward slash Getz. I see. Was a, a smash, I want to say 1955 album featuring the girl from Ipanema. Sure. Um, and overall as an album is absolutely fucking astonishing. Yeah. Uh Wonderful sleepy time Betty buys music <laughs> with the wonderful soft sonorous tones of Mr. Stan Getz. Yeah, um, so good, so good, and that's that's my kind of jazz. Yeah, like it's just a simple tune, and then the guy kind of runs it around a little bit, goes, oh, "I'm going to toy with this tune yeah, in a yeah. kind of seductive and nice way." Also, the stuff that has like riffs and pop songs, even. So there's a song called Cantaloupe Island by Herbie Hancock that goes... I've never heard of it before. You've never heard it? I'm sure it was like the theme tune to something. Like uh, the film well, show or something. Maybe it's your rendition. Probably my I recognise that when you played it on the phone. <laughs> yeah, no, I recognise that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't recognise... You're just not inside my head, Chris. You're not hearing the rest. Of, you're not hearing the rest of my jazz. You know, oh, my internal jazz. jazz. <laughs> oh, mate! If you could hear my internal jazz on Spotify, actually, there's a really good playlist called UK internal Jazz. jazz. No, internal jazz. All the jazz that's inside your head. Oh, that would be wish. so good. Let's let's start from the beginning, Chris. Are we starting from the beginning of the episode or, or the history of jazz? <laughs> the his- well, maybe the history of jazz. So, like, what about so, what about Gershwin? Chris? New Orleans in the late nineteenth century. Where does Gershwin fit into this? Like, Gershwin is like a, Gershwin's jazz, right? It's like classical jazz. Yeah, though, yeah. He's a, he's a. I'm into Gershwin. He Gershwin's was basically writing fun. hits, though. Like, he was writing pop music. Yeah, that's like show tunes. Yeah. But, it's good though. But it's fucking knockout. <laughs> this is a very like uh it's interesting talk, is it? Just like Gershwin's good. <laughs> Tell you what. Tell you what. Louis Armstrong <laughs> blew it wide open, didn't he? See, I could, I could not do a single Louis Armstrong. I couldn't tell you a single oh, thing about him. Oh, this is the thing, there's so much jazz. Oh I tell you what, right? <laughs> Louis Armstrong is a joy. Like he is absolute it's it's joyous it's unbelievably joyous the music that he makes i guess before we carry on skip <laughs> <laughs> that um we should uh discuss what we've brought today what have we brought i've got a quiz for the end and i've got a uh, thing that i would like to introduce soon because i've been tempted to introduce it the whole time i've been talking oh wow 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 and then i've got uh, some talking points for the for, for talking talking points, amazing. <laughs> we're knocking out of the park today. We're just like improvising, man. Improvising on what? the fly. Yeah, uh, we're listening to each other. We're collaborating, making live art right here in front of your very ears. I've only brought one dispatch this time, uh, and it is a jazz made of jazz. It is a jazz made of jazz. It's some jazz made of jazz. Oh, I see. You'll see. Can we get to my dispatch? Yeah, I'm no, itching. come on. I'm Let's start with yours. Let's start with yours. Chris, have you ever heard of the lick? The lick. The lick. 
The jazz lick. Oh, the jazz lick. It's a jazz joke. Oh, I know you made no. a jazz joke earlier, but this is apparently it's like a jazz meme. There's so jazz memes. There's at least one jazz meme that I'm aware of. So there's a YouTube bass teacher, and uh, he writes like video essays on music theory called Adam Neely, and he uh, played the lick for five hours straight as like a kind of meme art thing. He's very good, and this introduced me to the lick. Now the lick is just a single phrase of music that keeps cropping up in other people's work. Uh, just It crops up all over the place in jazz. And uh, what I've done here, Chris, you might have noticed that I've got a keyboard. And I've designed, right. this, I've designed a soundboard that just plays the lick. Are you ready? Yes. That's the lick. The lick, it goes... Yeah, that's the lick. Where have I heard that then? Uh, in all of jazz. In like all of jazz. Would you oh. like it in D? <laughs> what about B flat? <laughs> See, I've noticed that. Uh... How how has this happened? <laughs> What do you know? Has this happened? Did Mr. Adam Neely offer any kind of theory as to why? This well, it's just—it's just one of these things that's become popular. I think it originated from some very old jazz saxophonist or trumpeter, I think, and it just became a thing that people do during their improvisations. They play the lick. And... Oh, so it's a known quotation. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a just. A total fluke that they're all just doing this very similar thing. <laughs> no, no. Ah, okay. So everybody's okay, copying each now. other, but now people just do it all the time because it's like a joke, a jazz joke. Um, so I've loaded up my soundboard with various samples of people playing the lick. <laughs> well, that one was a bit different. Yeah, that was like an eighties one. So nice and um, snappy as well, fast. Oh, I like that one. That was good. Do you want that one again? I feel like I'm running down a corridor in a French movie. Let me do it again. Great, yeah. But um, Where am I going? I'm on a caper. It's the 60s. Yeah! <laughs> Can you see why I've been itching to do this the whole time? It's like really Come play another one and let's see what it sounds like. Woo! Oh, that's, that's like you're up in an attic in Paris. And you're a loner, and you just can't stop playing your fucking saxophone. Mm. There's also a video online of the lick in all 12 keys. So what I've done is I took samples of that and loaded them onto each of the 12 keys on my keyboard. So if you say a note, uh, I can play the lick in that key. B. Can you play them in more than one... At a time. Yeah, mate. Yes. <laughs> Let's do D. All right. No, I didn't mean just D. I was, I was <laughs> thinking in my head. You were, you weren't listening to my internal jazz. <laughs> so, uh, let's let's do like B flat. Uh huh. D. Uh huh. F sharp. Uh huh. And then. Not more. Yeah, fuck it. And then a, a, a C. 
That's now jazz. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was jazz. That was great. Well, there you go. So I might be throwing some licks in as we carry on. <laughs> I just, when I made it, this is one of those ideas that I had. I actually text you when I made it. It was like I had the idea at five o'clock when I finished work and I'd finished it by six o'clock. <laughs> and then I just sat there for like an hour just doing... This <laughs> is <just> great. <laughs> Each one of them has their own little character. It's really great. Also, you can you can obviously go up. You can slowly rise, like, and then like, oh, I feel that a bit worse. Feels great. You know. Yeah. So, uh, this is my dispatch. We could just do that for the rest. Of the <laughs> yeah. That was a great one. Next time you're great fun for us anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is fun for anyone yeah, else, but yeah. it's really fun for us. Uh, so next time you're at a jazz club and someone plays the lick, you can be like, "Ha, nice." That feels like that's all it's there for. <laughs> I, th- I think it is actually. <laughs> I think that's kind of the huh. idea. So you played the lick. <laughs> Come to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris, what have you got? So I wanted to go. Oh, I don't All right, come on. <laughs> I wanted to go deep into the the true history and essence of jazz. Um, I went back to an old TV series that I watched a thirteen part, essentially a thirteen hour long film about the history of jazz by Ken Burns, famous American documentary maker. Um, okay. It is excellent. Um, uh, I went. I went back into that to see if I could find any, any inspiration, and I didn't f- find any there. So instead, what I did was <laughs> you watched thirteen hours of TV and were like, "I don't get it. <laughs> I got nothing out of this." What I made was some jazz made out of the sounds of other things called jazz. So this is jazz, jazz. Jazz isn't sporty or exciting, and nor is it meant to be. And nor is it meant to be. And nor is it meant to be. And nor and nor and nor and nor nor is it meant to be. Visibility is excellent. Particularly for such a small car. The steering is responsive. And it's easy to park. Uh, 
Hey, so that was Jazz Jazz. Okay. What would what do you think were the constituent I got, parts? I, I got it. The first thing I thought was Jazz Apple. I was like, sure. straight away. That was a Jazz Apple uh, laying down the Buddy Boulder Big Four beat. <laughs> was the whole thing a Jazz Apple? Uh, no. I was thinking you might no, have no, used no. the Jazz Bag as a shaker or something. No, no, the the whole of the beat was made up with uh, by a Jazz Apple. The bass drum was made by knocking two jazz apples together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pitch shift or change any frequencies whatsoever, wow, actually. Interesting. Uh, uh, there was a re- the, and then the hi-hat was me sort of semi-biting into the jazz <laughs> apple. Um, the but Buddy Boulder Big Four beat was like one of the original like jazz shuffles. Oh, really? From uh, sort of uh, early 20th century. Okay. Uh, Didn't know that. Picked that up on a Wikipedia. <laughs> Yeah, Buddy Boulder was like one of the first uh, jazz people. He was like quite an influential trumpet player in New Orleans. Okay. But like in classic jazz style, there are no recordings of him and he died in a mental asylum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's true. <laughs> I'm just going to finish guessing the samples. Oh yeah, sorry. We'll, got distracted come, back, we'll by... come back to Wikipedia jazz in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lady talking about the Honda jazz. Absolutely, I figured was, that out yeah. because uh, Sally's sister has that car, so I was like, "Oh, really? You recognise the qualities? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is easy to park." What a great review! That really is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get anything else. No jazz mags. No, the the rest. There was like some additional kind of like squeakiness. Oh yeah, a bird, a jazz bird. No, it was the basketball team, the Utah Jazz. Oh, okay, which nice. interestingly. If you're looking for um, a jazz beat for the basis of one of your dispatches on Google, if you type in jazz beat, it says it comes up. Most of the first results are Utah jazz beat yeah, okay. LA Clippers. You go, what the fuck? What kind of world are we living in? But yeah, no, that was something I wanted to uh, to raise. The kind of thing where jazz has now been utilized as a word for like, I'll just stick it on this car and make it sound good. And it's not even like a great car. It's like it's a reliable get around town not to car. Go on about the Honda Jazz, but it's it's a well known old ladies car. Because well-known it's very, very easy to drive and very reliable. Oh so, great. But speaking of jazz and apples, I've begun to associate jazz with cooking a lot. I usually put on jazz when I am actually preparing dinner and cooking. And now, my lost dispatch of this week, which was an idea that I had that I didn't actually carry out, was I was going to discuss, which is a thing I've discussed many times with Sally and Hamish and all sorts of people. So I just needed one just right now. <laughs> Thank you. Is uh, my concept of jazz mashed potatoes. This is the thing about mashed potatoes, like... You've got a, you've got your basic mashed potatoes, you know, you peel your potatoes, you get a nice fluffy potato, you boil them, you mash them up, maybe put in a knob of butter and that's it. But that's that's your basic everyday mashed potato, but I tell you what, Sam, you've got to really pull it out of the bag if these are gonna be jazz. What are you gonna to add to this well, mash? This is what I'm saying. Step one, leave the skins on. Wow, you really are rule a rule breaker, aren't you? I know, I know. Then the next thing you need to do, you got to think about your like creaminess. So maybe add a cheese, maybe a mozzarella, or a parmesan. I could, and then I you really can like see a cooking. Mozz in a mash, yeah. Yeah, and then some garlic, bit of garlic. Mm-hmm. Get in the spice cupboard and get your paprika out. 
bit of pepper, Whoa. bit of sea salt. Now, if you're really feeling... I was with you, but if like, you, paprika, that's a bit much. Uh, you don't. You just don't understand, No, but Chris. I get it, because like paprika fries are always really tasty. Exactly. If you go to Five Guys, you know, that's good stuff. But this is the thing, it's all about, it's all about jazz, it's about improvising. How do you feel about the mash? How are you interacting with the mash that day? And then sometimes some carrots mash some carrots in with those potatoes what like raw maybe no well, you got to boil them as well but, but you just mash them together then, is it? <laughs> you throw, yeah but then it's just put some fucking I mean, pineapples in there you twat you could put I mean you've got to follow your own Did heart you? you've got to let yourself loose you know just go with it it's the jazz of cooking it's making mashed potatoes you're just not opening your mind you know you're caught in this what you, you in the him? status quo of mashed potatoes, this mashed potato dogma, you know, handed down from on high from outside of Delia's pages or something. A square. You know, you've got to improvise. Yeah, you're a mashed potato square, Chris. I I ain't good enough for your beatnik spuds. No, I'm not saying you're not good enough. You're just not letting yourself avant-garde be free. God, tatties. It's not avant garde. It's jazz, Chris. Anyway, that's my theory on jazz mashed potatoes. It's been wonderful to have you here on this morning. <laughs> Okay, we're back. <laughs> Sorry, went to a jazz trance. <laughs> Chris, I've designed a jazz quiz. Would you like to play my yeah. jazz quiz? Jazz quiz. Jazz quiz. <laughs> Can I play your jazz quiz? Yes, of course you can, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, no, I do. Um, yeah, I do want to play your jazz quiz, yeah. Welcome to my jazz quiz. Uh, so, like I said earlier, there's a lot of subgenres of jazz. And um, basically, I've taken some real subgenres of jazz... And I've invented some subgenres of jazz. Hey, it's the age-old format of quizzing in the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, you just have to guess whether these are real subgenres of jazz or fake subgenres of jazz. I'm into this. I'm so into this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So the first subgenre of jazz is post-bop. And now I've got a little description for you. Uh, a genre of small combo jazz, which assimilates hard bop, modal jazz, avant-garde, and free jazz, without necessarily being any of those. I am gonna say to you, Sam, that's real. That's a real one. Post-bop is a real genre of jazz. Yeah. Uh, and it's described in that wankier way. That'll rang true for me. <laughs> it it does compose of elements from hard bop, cool jazz, <laughs> and modal jazz. Next one. Uh, stride jazz. 
Popularised by Scott Joplin, stride piano is a jazz piano style where the player's hands would stride great distances. I mean, that's ragtime, which was an ve- early variant of jazz. I'm going to say yes, that's a real one. Ah, yes, I think that is a real one. Yes, stride jazz is a real subgenre of Oh my god, I'm so good at this. Apparently from the... Uh, I think the 1920s in Brooklyn, a very specific, and it was a, a style popularised by a man called St- Scott Joplin. What about snap jazz? Alright, you made that one up, definitely. Originating from drummer and band leader SDJ Malik, and characterised by the snare-driven backbeat, Malik famously instructed his band to follow the snare and to always hit the S of the snap. Is snap jazz a real or fake genre of jazz? I can't imagine that you would be able to make that up. Uh, My first instinct when he said that when he said snap jazz was fake because I never heard of it, whereas I have heard of the other ones. But that description was too (laughs) real for you to have made up because I don't believe you are very good at making this up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that's not true. I'm very sorry. We're in it together, aren't we? Uh, I think that's true. I think that's a real one. I think that is a real thing. Unfortunately, Chris, that is something I made up. You made all of that up? Yeah. Including the people? Uh, no, SDJ Malik is a YouTube sensation snare drummer who does snare drumming tricks on YouTube. All right. Um, which is something you Google it. It's pretty impressive. It's very interesting. And what was the S of the snap? That sounded That's almost... from the B of the bang, where Linford Christie you said he used to go from the, the B Linford of the Christie bang. You thing. <laughs> yeah. You twat. <laughs> oh, I feel really done. <laughs> it's like a Rujimuju all over again. <laughs> what about Jazz De Novo? De Novo Jazz takes an ab initio approach to jazz, challenging the status quo of ad hoc improvisation, with a de facto caveat of consensus between the soloist, the band, etc., and vice versa. Run that by me again? Jazz De Novo. De Novo Jazz takes an ab initio approach to jazz, challenging the status quo of ad hoc improvisation, with a de facto caveat of consensus between the soloist, the band, etc., and vice versa. I didn't really understand what any of that meant, but that doesn't mean it's not something that you or someone else wrote. In fact, that has to be true. (laughs) The question is whether you wrote it or someone else did. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that's that's not true. I think you've taken that... I think you've almost taken that from, like, the... I don't know, like good housekeeping or something. You've taken that from a description of uh, home interiors or something uh, and applied it to jazz. I- I'm going to say that's that is not a real one. Uh, de Novo jazz is not a real genre of jazz. I got that one right. Uh, de Novo just means new in Latin because uh, I was trying to riff on new jazz. Uh, so I took the Latin phrase and then I just Googled popular Latin phrases and tried to string them together in a sentence that made sense. Oh, that's why it sounded like shit agriculture (laughs) criticism. Agriculture criticism? (laughs) Architecture criticism as well. Yeah, it's very like uh, science-y or, yeah. What's the score? I think you've got three out of four, right? So you're doing pretty good. Jazz waltz. Got two more. 
M-Base. M-Base emerged in Brooklyn with a new sound and specific ideas about creative expression. Using a term coined by Steve Coleman, they called these ideas the M-Base concept. Coleman stressed M-Base doesn't denote a musical style, but a way of thinking about creating music. None of these descriptions suggest any music. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that isn't a real one. M-Bass is a real subgenre of jazz. What does it sound like? <laughs> it just sounds like jazz. <laughs> All right. It's a, it's a, it's like 80s New York jazz. And M-Bass is actually an acronym for something. I didn't really get why it was like a subgenre of jazz, but there you go. To your ears. It yeah, it just like sounded like jazz. Any other jazz. Yeah. Come but on, um, God, it had jazz. a very uh, pretentious description. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for the final jazz? Yes. Utah jazz. Originating in New Orleans, but associated with Utah from the late 70s onwards. Utah jazz players are known for their speed and dynamic performances. Um, wow. It's really, it's really, it's really good to see that we've both done really thorough research on this subject and taking it seriously, you know, because it's very, it was, it's such an amazing uh, art form that emerged in the early twentieth century, out of you know, um, a, a country that was racked not that long before by slavery, and it's from the descendants of those slaves that that formed the most expressive art of the 20th and maybe 21st centuries. Um, and we both <laughs> both made the stupid joke about the Utah jazz. Is it a real or a fake subgenre of jazz? You really want... You need me... You need an answer, do you? <laughs> do that. you need a fucking answer? Uh, no, it's not a real uh, thing. I mean, they are a real thing because they are a basketball team, but it's not a real... You know how hard I worked on writing that description and then you stepped over it? I think you could have, like, worked in alley-oops because they sound like... No, that would have given it away, Yeah, but they sound like they could be a jazz thing as well as a basketball thing. That's too obvious. You know, I had to make it sound like it could be basketball or it could be jazz You could have said, like, Mr. Sam Dunk... (laughs) was the band leader. No, he's called Sam Dunk. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just took away one of the L's. All right, call him Sam L. Dunk. That would be good. Samuel L. Dunk. Samuel L. Dunk. <laughs> and he's the band leader right. of Utah Jazz. <laughs> I was trying really hard to make the squeaks of their shoes <laughs> on that thing sound like sort of um, that kind of Miles Davis 70s fusion jazz. <laughs> Have you seen that door that sounds like jazz? Yeah, that's where I did the door jazz from the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the previous episode ages ago. Oh, not even... Episode oh. 8. Episode 8, there's door jazz. Probably the best jazz dispatch we've ever done. <laughs> the best de- jazz dispatch we've ever done. From three years ago. Still, nothing beats that programmed keyboard of the same riff in different ways. Well done, Chris. You got four out of five with my jazz quiz. I wonder if anybody else finds the jazz keyboard funny. I really like it. It's fine. It's very fun to play. It's helping me. Oh, yeah. Okay, before we go. Sure. 
Let's do another chord. Okay. Um, what do you want? A, E flat, G, and then a B. Yeah, no, that was shit, wasn't it? <laughs> Should we do F sharp, B, E, and yeah. A? That didn't work either. Should we have G, <laughs> D, F, A? Maybe just choose less notes? That one's pretty good. That was good. What was that? D and A. Oh, okay. This is where you really sort out the jazz men from the jazz I definitely, boys. I definitely feel like a jazz boy. Oh, if God, that, yeah. I'm like a jazz baby. Jazz baby. What if you made <laughs> jazz for babies? The wheels on the bus go round and round. Someone must have done that. Round and round and round. You know, lullaby I'm... versions of jazz standards. Or jazz versions of lullaby standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The wheel. On the bus go round and round. I feel like that's the whole round idea behind round. Sesame Street. <laughs> round and round the wheels on the bus go round and round. All day, all day long, all day, yes, yes, yes. All day long they go round and round. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, That'd good. be great, wouldn't really it? Really good. Maybe a new album in the works. That could actually make a fair, de- decent bit of money. Parents, parents are willing to spend all sorts of money on making their kids go to sleep. So, pretty good idea there, Chris. All right, copyright community. Copyright, copyright, TM, TM, TM. <laughs> Okay, that's our episode uh, about jazz. Uh, go onto our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com forward slash communal hyphen bathroom to catch all of our previous episodes. Or uh, on our website at communalbathroom.com. Yeah, we are 10 episodes into our season three. I think so. Something like that. There's some really, really good ones in there. We've just done sleep a couple of weeks ago. Um, So check those out. Um, You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Communal Bath. Yeah. Um, You can find me personally on Instagram at Spine Trolley. You can find me at SR Bradley. Uh, I've given up on Twitter, by the way. On our Twitter, uh, on all Twitter. Twitter, I've just given up on it. That's a that's a breaking news story. All right, bathers, we gotta get out of the bathroom. Um, we gotta get out of the bathroom. Oh, can you play those over the end credits? All right, yeah. don't forget to wash behind your ears. Bye, bathers. Goodbye, bathers. Bye, goodbye, bathers. Goodbye. That one's so good. I do like that one.